you said you did a 13K year. Yes. And then a hundred plus transactions. Yeah. Five years later. Five years later. Yeah. Tell me what contributed to that type of growth yep. in that short amount of time. So one was, uh, I read a, in retrospect, I didn't know this at the time, yeah. but there was a book uh, by Ray Dalio called Principles. And in that book, he says, you need an accurate assessment of reality in order to produce a good outcome. Mm. Now, when he said that at the time, I'm like, hey, that's cute. <laughs> like, that's kind of clever. You know what I mean? But the more I marinated on that, the more I was like, wow, that's really true. Not the way I think it is or the way social tells me it is, but the way it actually is. Mm -hmm. And he also had this formula that a dream plus dealing with reality plus determination equals a successful life. That's good. What's interesting about that is if you ask yourself a question, which part of that formula is actually the most challenging? It's like, well, is it a dream? No, everybody's got a yeah, dream. Everybody's got a dream. Is it determination? Yeah, people have various degrees of determination. It's the dealing with reality piece. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest because mm -hmm. then I have to admit to myself, I'm not as fast as I thought I was, as quick as I thought I was, as smart I thought as I was, as cool as I thought as I was. Yeah. And that for some people is so uncomfortable that they shut down, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the accurate assessment I reality that I then acquired was, hey, the money's not in the service. The money's in the selling of the service. So like, that doesn't mean we don't give people good service. Right. That's expected. Like in real estate, they expect you to know how to read a contract. Yeah. They expect you to know what you're talking about. They expect you to know how to negotiate. What I tell people all the time is like, do you jump up and down when you walk into Whole Foods and they have groceries? <laughs> like, no, that's the expectation. Right, They're right. going to have groceries there. <laughs> yeah. You're not like, oh my God, guys, this is dope. You got groceries today. Yeah. Where the money's at though, is learning how to sell the service. See, I spent that full year stacking my time on things that weren't actually the thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't know what, what, the, what the thing was. So once I got that accurate assessment, I was like, oh, that's what's true. So then I got obsessed with learning how to sell the service. So I role played twice a day, six days a week for three years. I would hand write out scripts by hand, Wow! right? Because in, in real estate, the conversation, well, the, the people change, the situations change, the houses change. Mm -hmm. The conversation never changes. It's always the same. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, my friend's an agent, will you cut your commission? Never heard of your company. Like it's yeah, over it's and over again. Yeah. And in, in the real estate business, there's only opportunities. There's no security. Mm -hmm. And I'm very motivated by security, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Particularly coming from a family where they didn't have a lot of resources. So what I realized is like, if I get my skills to such a degree that if there is an opportunity, there's an 85% chance I'll be able to take advantage of that opportunity. I've just created security for myself and my family. Yeah. So hmm. I got maniacal around practice. I would, I would record myself doing presentations. <laughs> I would record role-playing, right? With, and and I, I sought out role-play partners that were doing like 200 transactions and I'm doing like a little, yeah, right? And ha pestered them and, you know, bothered them to get into their schedules. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first accurate assessment of reality. The second accurate assessment of reality is that you can only grow to the proportion that your systems will allow you to. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't care how much motivation you do. I don't care how much rah-rah you go to. I don't care how much you go to these, like, you know, all these speakers yeah. that'll even be at WealthCon and they're like <laughs> motivating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, if you don't have systems in place, you will plateau. Yeah. You will not grow. <laughs> so with that recognition, uh, we started to build a team around being able to process deals. Mm -hmm. Because most agents, what happens is they might go to get good at the soft skill but they get capped out at like three to four transactions a month because they're doing everything behind the scenes. Gotcha. So we created systems really with the help of my wife because she's the operations manager 
she's a specialist on the uh, profile. So okay. she's perfect for that. Okay. <laughs> uh, analytical by nature. Yeah. And that allowed me to just throw stuff over my shoulder. So all I focused on is what I call PLAN, prospect, lead, follow up, go on appointments, negotiate deals. So we became a conveyor belt mm-hmm. for listings where I could take 10, 15 listings personally per month, throw them over my shoulder and, and, and keep, keep it moving. Going. Wow. Yeah. So those two accurate assessments are really what allowed us to get to that place. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's incredible that every time I hear a success story about how they scaled or how they improved their business, it always starts with developing a system. Yeah. And every time I hear about that, there's usually a woman behind it. Yeah. You know, what's fascinating about that? I don't know if you know this, but Mr. Wonderful, Mm -hmm. he said he only invests on Shark Tank with women. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Do you know why he said why? Why? One is they're better allocators of resources. Okay. And two, they have smaller egos. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, dude, that's pretty insightful. Because like, (laughs) yeah, that's spot on. Yeah. And what's true about that, Justin, I, I find that so fascinating that you notice that all of my team is women. Yeah. They're all like my, the onboarding specialist is a woman, like Carla, like all the team that does the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm seeing it over and over again. I mean, I'm seeing it in our own, in our own system, right? Like in our own company where a lot of the men that you see, yeah, there might be some faces that you might recognize and they may be up speaking and they may be doing and, you know, but a lot of the, the really gritty work that needs to get done as like time consuming, but also it has to be time efficient. Yeah. They're, they're there. The women yeah. are there and they're, and they're just really good at it. I always tell my wife, like, you know, you're smarter than me yeah. in every way. Like, I can't, I don't have an argument for what you're saying. No. And right? I think that they're, they have the capacity. I think by nature, men are very singularly focused mm-hmm. and women have the capacity to have their intention or attention or awareness in multiple places at one time. Yep. So they could be like, you know, talking to the kids, cooking something, yep. like watching what's on TV, <laughs> talking to you, like all at the same time where we're like, nah, dude, I need like one thing. No, 1000%, 1000%. So yeah, I mean, how important has, you know, creating the content been to the growth of the business? Yeah. So I heard something recently that was very true for me was that if you are not good at marketing, you have to become a world-class salesperson. <laughs> so that's what I did because yeah. I had a, uh, kind of like a, a mentor in my life that had a lot of influence over thinking. And he was saying that that's stupid and dumb and you shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. That you should just focus on beating the bushes, you know, pounding, dialing, Mm -hmm. smile dial, make a pile, that sort of thing. And I didn't focus on brand building. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until recently, like as I made this transition, I used to own part of a KW office. I sold it back in order to participate with the XP. And I recognized about a year ago, right before we got involved, patterns. Mm -hmm. So patterns... And like Tony Robbins says, like, if you want to create outcomes that are favorable, it's based on the quality of your choices. Mm-hmm. But how many people actually work at being a good decision maker? Like nobody. Right. We naturally think we're great at making decisions. <laughs> yeah. But if you look at people's outcomes, they're not. And part of decision making is pattern recognition. So it's recognizing patterns, but then using the patterns. Yep. So one of the patterns that I was watching, I'm watching all of these individuals use media because I don't believe it's social anymore. Mm-hmm. They say that, mm-hmm. but they're all doing it wrong because they're all taking pictures of themselves, cooking right. or eating or on vacation. And what they don't realize is that the saturation of content on platforms mm-hmm. is at like an all-time high. So more content has, will be put on Instagram today than in human history. Right. And tomorrow will be the same. Right. So when that happens, then from a supply and demand perspective, what becomes more valuable and more sought after is quality of what's being said, mm-hmm. not pictures of your food at your mom's house eating dinner. 
and also production quality. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching these patterns and I'm watching the uh, Paul brothers okay. use attention to create prime and become a billionaire. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute. I'm watching the Kardashians use attention to create skims and become billionaires. I'm watching Mr. Beast use attention now. You know what he said on an interview recently? They're like, why'd you, why'd you choose chocolate? He's like, there were two companies. They're both a hundred years old. It's just kind of easy. And then you know what he said? It's really easy. I just put it on the shelf and people buy it. That's it, yeah. Because he has, what I don't think people realize is that what media is, is distribution. Yeah. So if you ask a question like, what's more difficult, creating a product or distributing it? All right. It's distribution. Yeah. So when I noticed this pattern, I said to my team, because if we want to, I told Carter, like what we're really doing is like a ministry. The more people that we can bring into it, the more we can love on them and help them. Yep. And the vision is to grow to thousands of agents. Like we've grown to 194 in 16 months. Wow. Um, but the vision is to grow to thousands. And I was, I said to Carl, I'm like, I don't really understand this. I see the pattern. I see the tsunami, the wave, right, right, right. but I don't really know. Why I don't know what the platforms are for. Yeah. I don't know how to use them. And before this, it was pictures of my wife posting pictures of our kids. Mm-hmm. Like I really didn't know. So then I asked Jose, who's my business partner, mm-hmm. and he's in the Collective Genius. Okay. And I said to Jose, hey bro, who does social media the best? Who makes the most money? And he was like, yeah, there's a couple guys that have courses. Nobody makes more money than Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody, <laughs> period, end of story, hands down. So that was like, okay, that's who I need to get proximity to. Yeah. And that's what made me reach out to you guys and then learn uh, we also brought like a media team, the ones who do the editing and posting for us, mm-hmm. where they could be on calls with us. Mm-hmm. So we're just like, if our bodies are the hardware, our brains are the software. So we're just sucking out the software. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. sh- like show us how to do this. Yeah. And very quickly, um, what's been happening now is that with attention, money and power follow attention, and then attention follows money and power. Oh, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's a virtuous loop. Like Grant Cardone is the one who said that, and it's totally accurate. So now what I see is this is a land grab because the barrier to entry now, like we're here at your guys' facility and this is dope. Yeah. I asked you the other, I'm like, yo, how much did the room cost to set up? You're like a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. How much does this cost up, right? So the barrier to entry for like small business owners now, I think is two to $3,000 a month. Yeah. Like editing, posting, if you're serious. Yeah. Because if you don't want to post stuff that just like your family members watch, right. you need help. Yeah. So, that's the barrier. I believe in the next three to five years, it'll be 10,000 a month mm-hmm. because that supply and demand, it'll just keep getting higher, better quality, better quality production. Right. Yeah, and, and if you, if you're trying to compete with us, right. You're going to spend 50 K a month. You know, what's funny is I was at a, <laughs> I was, I did an event, uh, for our, uh, a local event. We do socials yep. and there's a guy who owns a title company and he was talking to me about like media and he sees what I'm doing or whatever. And I was like, bro, you post like once a day. You can't yeah. keep up with me, dude. Yeah, I'm no. like three or four times a day on all channels. Yeah, it just like it's, it's not even close. 